Welcome back to A Degree in Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside my great mate, Jeff Tate. Jeff, on this beautiful, glorious Tuesday, January 2nd, I am smiling ear to ear after I just finally saw my Wolverines have a heck of a ball game. The national championship is set, and boy, were they some great games today, and I am on top of the world. Yeah, and... This is a, for me, it's a tough time to have a sports podcast, especially when your uh, team you hate the most is Michigan. But something I always do and will always do with you is give you a good little congratulations. It is something you've not gotten to experience in your lifetime, and it's awesome when it happens. And the two games we got yesterday, we were spoiled as college football fans. Uh, especially as just neutrals. Obviously, in this game, I wasn't a neutral um, because I don't want Michigan to win. But if you watched both games, and I know there's a lot of frustration with the timing of those games, and I, I agree with that because as someone that had to work today, uh, the, the game on the East Coast getting done at about 1 is pretty tough. But most years, this is on like a Saturday or a Friday, just based on how the holiday worked. But we got two great games, and I hope everybody listening watched both games to the full extent. Uh, I know a lot of people I talked to at work didn't make it through the night game just due to the time, and it wasn't exactly ones that they were uh, – they're, they're Michigan fans, and Cole's a true Michigan fan that wants to see who he's going to play, but he's also a college football guy. And so I just want to give you congrats, Cole. It's awesome, uh, and we got the two best teams in the country that won their games, and we'll get into the, that game between Michigan and Washington a little bit later this week, but congrats, Cole. That's all I can say. How happy are you? I am on top of the world. Uh, it, it actually made me um, made me definitely miss Mountain Standard time last night watching, watching the games. I, I liked having that little two-hour earlier game in me, appreciate it a little more. Um, the East Coast, we're, we're a bunch of troopers out here, people who, who watch sports on the East Coast. Um, any eight, eight game, even games that start at eight, like that's just late. Uh, um, and to start at even nine, that was, that was a late game. But uh, a lot of people who did care about the game, the way Washington was playing, they were just dominating. And you were thinking, oh, like it's the game's over, whatever. And if you stayed up for it, you're happy you did because it was, it, was, it was an exciting ending. But I, I mean, I couldn't be happier. This is something that ever since you know you're in the the pits of it in in 2014 and 2013 as a michigan fan and you're just like nothing's ever going to change and this is sort of what what hardball promised uh we've been waiting for since 2015 is to just have that chance um we keep every it always took us longer than we would like to make that next jump and that next step um but but finally we have made it to the game to the one game uh to to win a national championship we have the full possibility because it was first that demon was slaying Ohio state and we did, we did it. And obviously with that come, comes winning a big 10 championship. And then it felt like that demon um, was winning a playoff game and a bowl game because I mean, even you saw it last night, there was still a lot of those demons rearing their head. Cause I don't know what that coaching staff does or something, but they just teach their guys to, all right, we get to a playoff game. Let's play tight. Let's make mistakes that we don't usually make. Let's make, let's play sloppy football. Let's drop punts twice. Let's have bad snaps. That's just not things. If you watch Michigan all year, that's just not something that they do at all. And they just they get in those games and they start dropping passes. And it's like just 
game did this team just get to the big game and and crumble and fold and is the moment too big for him and um and and then the moment got bright and the, the lights got bright the moment got big and they they made the plays when it counted and i i mean i could i couldn't be happier uh we we finally did it and it, it's something that you're, you're just, i'm still just in disbelief because you've been waiting for it for so long it's what harbaugh promised um it's it's who else are you gonna hire if you got rid of him and and we stuck with him we were patient in 2020 i mean ever since that two win season it's all been up um in 2020 so it, it, it was it was a glorious game yeah and it's one of those things especially the game that happened yesterday between michigan and alabama it came down to who had the better players and it's one of those things where sometimes I differ in fact of I think stars matter and all of that. It didn't matter yesterday. Now, Michigan has guys that do have um, high, highly recruited guys, stars behind their name. I mean, you look at J.J., he was higher recruited than Jalen Milrow was. But from a top to bottom, Alabama had the stars. But it didn't matter because Michigan was the better football team on the field, hands down. Um, you see what it's kind of ironic because Alabama has a lot of five stars on the offensive line and that offensive line looked, um, I don't know what was worse, that offensive line, uh, or Ohio state Friday night against Missouri, both those O lines sucked, like just horrible. And, but that's credit to Michigan. Like that is not taking anything away because to be honest, Alabama's offensive line looked a lot better as the year went on. But last night, Michigan just did everything right in terms of doing what you have to do, and that's pressure Jalen Milrow. And I think it's one of those things where you look at six sacks for Michigan, and those sacks were not two or three yards. Those sacks were 10, 11, um, 12-yard losses. And it's one of those things where Jalen Milrow, like I obviously am higher on Jalen Milrow than the the public is. Like that's a fact. Um, I think he is a better quarterback than a lot of people think. And he didn't lose them the game yesterday. Uh, he had a he had a bad fumble, but when you look at how that game went, that fumble really did nothing because Michigan then kicked the field goal, missed the field goal, and we were right back where it was. So that wasn't a game-changing play in the aspect of the score. In fact, it really should have helped Bama because time went off the clock and they kept a lead. So you can't take it away from Jalen Milrow. What you got to do, though, is you got to give props to Jesse Minter because their defense played outstanding. Uh, there were, obviously, I know, Cole, the, there were some big runs and stuff, but from a holistic look at this game, their defense was outstanding. And he gets to, it's, it's, it's a lot of the next game is going to come down to that defense. And it is something that as a Michigan fan, I would feel a lot better uh, after watching yesterday, just that you can adapt to the type of offenses you're playing because they've never played an offense like Alabama. Uh, they've not played a dual threat quarterback like Jalen Milrow was, and they shut him down. They really did. They took away all of the big playmakers that Alabama had. The only guy that really you could say had a good game was Jace McClellan. He had 14 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Like that's a that's a good stat line. Um, and it's I just can't wait. I mean, I'm obviously want to get this next episode where we kind of talk more about the game but will johnson and roma dunze is going to be primetime television like i mean that is a (laughs) these guys both are going to make a lot of money uh when they make the nfl obviously will johnson has another year before he can even go to the draft but 
Roma Dunze is already going to go. Those two are, oh, that's going to be so fun. I'm, I'm not even getting ahead of myself, but Cole, it was, I'm going to let you talk a little bit, um, or you can actually talk as long as you want, but I was impressed with the resilience from Michigan because that's a game they don't win um, last year. Uh, I think you can agree with me on that. They got down, and they had not been down in the fourth quarter this whole season. Really, they had not been down. Obviously, they, they've not really faced adversity like that. Now, Ohio State game, yeah, there was some adversity in that, but they always had the lead, which matters a ton in football. But they just were the better coach team uh, in terms of the guys being ready um, and everything that comes with a game like that. It's, it's funny because I... I hate Jim Harbaugh. Like I hate him. Like there, there is that I just do not like Jim Harbaugh because of everything else that Jim Harbaugh is. But I watched the post game interview with JJ and Blake Corum, and it's really hard to hate those guys. And that's that's hard for me to say because obviously I don't like Michigan. But JJ McCarthy is one of those guys that you as a a rival of his, the team that he plays for. It's hard not to root for J.J. McCarthy. Now, obviously, Corum is Corum's the legacy guy. He's the Michigan, like, this guy's probably going to have a statue, you would hope, uh, if you are a Michigan fan, just because of everything he's done, the records he has. But J.J. just, JJ just does it the right way, and it came down to who, the, who was the better quarterback. And J.J.'s receivers let him down in a lot of scenarios in that game, a lot of drop passes, but J.J. made the big plays. I know he didn't score the ultimate touchdown because that was Blake Corum rushing it but shout out to JJ McCarthy he uh it was it was cool to see that and I wish I wish Ryan Day would not have uh picked Kyle McCord over him because it would have been cool to see what JJ could have done but good kid everything you hear about him is he's an outstanding kid and uh yeah I hope he's done after the championship at Michigan cuz he's he is very very good at football. Yeah, they they are this is such a likable team. Obviously Harbaugh's polarizing either you like him or you don't like him. But um the players, I this is such a likable team. They're all just happy guys who are there for each other, who just love football. They they are team oriented guys who who are willing to do whatever it takes to win and they don't go out and press conference or, or tweet or do anything that like makes you think, Oh, these guys are an idiot or like, or even do anything to just make you feel a bad way towards them. Um, and then, you know what, Jeff, like it's, it's, I absolutely hate Ohio state, but there's players in the past from them that, you know, you just have to like, I mean, Marvin Harrison, even this year, there's nothing not to like about Marvin Harrison jr. Um, same with, uh, to me, it was the first one that I can remember is Aaron craft, uh, Ohio state basketball. Another one that hey, there's just like the players, there's, there's just some of them that you can't help, but like, um, but you can always hope for them to lose because they're the rival that I hate. Um, but yeah, it was it was this it was such a weird game, especially different from last year, where even though Michigan was definitely the better team last year, we kept making the mistakes, and I never felt like we played like the better team last year. We we played up to what TC was doing against us, but we never played better than them. But in this game, even when we were just making every mistake, you kind of watch the game and you're like. Michigan's kind of just dominating and, and, and they are the better team, but they, they kept making so many mistakes and, and just shooting themselves in the foot. And then they would have little lulls for, for periods of time on offense. And it was like, why? Like we're, we're getting, we've sacked the quarterback six times. We're not letting them do anything. Why is it that we're making these mistakes? And, and so it was one of those things where even though we kept making mistakes, we still felt like the better team. And that was not what it was like last year. Um, 
I mean, there was that the start the game early. The Tyler Moore or uh, Smash Morgan drops that punt, and there they are. 15, 20 yards to go to score a touchdown. Of course, they're going to score a touchdown. And then all the missed kicks, the fumbles, so many just things like that where, I mean, 20 points for Bama. I mean, heck of a job by the defense with all the way with all the stuff that that happened and in, in the, in the field position that sometimes Bama was starting out with. For, for them to only score 20 points just shows how great our defense did play. Um, in the offense, they, they loosened up and they scored when they had to. Uh, and that's really all I could ask last night because in a game where it feels like everything you're doing is to lose, as long as you can make the final play, I don't care. I would have liked Michigan to beat them by more. I think they were more than capable to beat them by a similar score of what I said. Um, but their offense just they, – they just played so tight. If they play like a normal – if their offense plays like they normally do, just a little more loose at least, like not – panicking not dropping punts i do think it's maybe not all the way to 41 21 like i predicted but i think it is it is a a substantially bigger margin just based on how tight michigan played but a win's a win i really don't care um they they bodied them on the their their offensive line they that looked like alabama went back to the way they looked against texas and and honestly that very well michigan could have been the best defensive line that they played since texas um I don't think Georgia Georgia's defensive line is not the same defensive line that they had last year with all those NFL guys. I mean, Jalen Carter is literally the best, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the whole NFL. Like you can't lose that guy, not be as good. So I think people were judging Alabama, having how they played against Georgia thinking, Oh, this offensive line is back. It's so good. And judging them off past Georgia defensive lines when they weren't as good. Georgia's defensive line isn't as good. I mean, it's still very good, but it wasn't the same. Um, so I think there was a little bit of, oh, wait, this is just the, the best defensive line that um, Alabama's played this year, just like Texas was up there as well. Um, but like it, both sides of the ball, they, they figured it out. Offense was sloppy. JJ finally, uh, they had a game where they were like, all right, when you need to just make the plays. And he had 221 yards, three touchdowns, great play designs on a lot of those touchdowns. Um, but it was beautiful seeing Blake score that touchdown. Uh, at the end to set the record for Michigan uh, for touchdowns by a Michigan player. Um, the most important touchdown of his career. Um, and it, and, and it, all it's just everything that came with that. It, it couldn't have been scripted more perfectly for him. Um, and he's just a blue collar, hard work and put his nose down. Likeable guy, love, like lovable guy. So like he's everything he does is, is for the love of the game and for the love of other, of other people. And there's not a more deserving guy than to be successful than Blake Corum. Came back another year um, just because he was so, uh, you know, he, he couldn't leave it off last year, not being able to play in the last few games. Um, he came back with a mission. And, I mean, he said it in his post game about how he was like, I wasn't here last year. I was hurt last year. I needed this. Uh, I, I'm happy to be here. And it was he was emotional, and it was emotional seeing him. Um, but, man, it is, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I, this is the um, something that I've never gotten to experience um, that you always dream of as a fan. Like I was talking about earlier um, a few episodes ago, like, oh, if you're Tennessee, uh, it's a school that's been really good. Nebraska, you're, you're sitting there like, when is when are we going to get the right guy that's going to bring my program to this? Um, and you're always just sitting there waiting for to get to get to that level of the schools you're always looking up to. Um, and finally, Michigan is 
the final two teams left and they finally have made it all the way without doing something stupid or shooting themselves in the foot or getting blown out or something random. And, um, it's, it's a long road and I am just, I'm so, I'm just sitting here like, wow, we made it. I, I'm grateful. I finally get to watch my boys go this far and play it. Um, cause there was a lot of sad days. Uh, you know, Jeff, that I have, I had a lot of sad days as a Michigan fan through my life. Um, you know, the job's not finished, but it is, I am happy. Um, very happy to be here. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can't say that I've already said about how, uh, how much I love these boys and how, how, how fun of a ride it's been this year. What was going through your mind at the, when Michigan received the punt and muffed the punt and what, what was the feeling in your body at that moment? Because I was going crazy thinking that, Oh my gosh, if he, if he muffs this and this goes in the back of the end zone or he gets tackled in the end zone, that had to have been the most nerve wracking moment. I, I'm you. screaming just like uh, against uh, just like Who a, another that one. guy, by the way, I, I, it was um, Thaw, uh, Peyton Thaw or something like that. He, he is also a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience. Uh, I don't understand why we continue to try to receive the ball inside the five yard line that I'm screw- like, there's no point in it. Cause there's, I said this earlier in the game, there's only one good thing that can happen when you receive the ball inside the five yard line, either you just catch it and you get to the 25 or, or further. Whereas if you let it go, either the ball stops exactly where like within the five yard line, which is where you would have received it anyway. So who cares? Or it goes to the end zone. You got to the 25 either way. You don't worry about fumbling the ball. There's no reason to receive the ball inside the five yard line. It is one of the hardest plays of football. If the punter isn't perfect, it is one of the hardest plays in football to go and save the ball from going in the end zone. It's just, it's always chaotic. It, it just doesn't work out every time. So it makes no sense. I don't know what Jay Harbaugh is teaching those guys on the special teams. It's Harbaugh's son, who's a special teams coordinator, and he makes some boneheaded decisions sometimes. Um, don't even get me started on when Bowling Green just used to, would do the pooch kick against us earlier this year, and that's what Washington does. So we'll see if Harbaugh can coach him up for that. But it's it's I don't know what to th- like. There's no reason to catch that ball inside the five yard line ever. There's only the the best you can do is obviously get a lucky return, but there's not worth the risk of fumbling it. There's just not, there's only bad other bad. There's so many bad things that can happen by doing that. And whatever we won the game, but I'm sitting there like, are you, I'm screaming at this guy. Like there's, it's not only like, Oh, that's just a tough. You dropped it, whatever. It's the, the decision in the first place to go to try to catch that ball is also it's like, what are we doing here? Like, that's just, has your coach not taught you just not to go catch that ball? And if so, is he telling you to go catch that ball? I'm just, I don't understand that at all. And I, I was more anger than, than scared. Um, cause I think it just happened so fast that like, I couldn't, I didn't have time to be scared. Like he got the ball. We're good. Whatever. I didn't have to, but I was just angry that I had to be worked up for. I, I'm angry that we even had to do that because we, we could have ended that game, uh, in regulation, two timeouts could have gotten in field goal range, whatever. Um, whatever we did it in overtime it was a beautiful scene nothing better than the rose bowl there is nothing better than the rose bowl it always produces um just beautiful scenes whether it's a good game or not but when it's a good game it is so majestic watching when that game was over and michigan ran out on the field after that stop um and you know you have this the kind of like the smoke the confetti and uh the setting of the rose bowl it's it is a, it is a really beautiful picture uh the sun sets in the third quarter 
um, the pageantry of it, the the drones that go up at the end of the game to make the the, the rose art, whatever, um, all the rose petals. It is a a very very just it is. I, I've seen some guys talk about this. I think Kirk Herbstreit said it. Uh, Joel Klatt has said it in the past. The Rose Bowl should just be the site of the national championship game every year. Just, just you know, with the way the sport's changing, just make that the site of the national championship game. It would, it would, it would make the pageantry of the sport so cool. Like, okay, we're trying to make it to the Rose Bowl every year. Like that would be. It's just like the Masters. You know, there's something special about you going to Augusta National every year for the Masters. I think that would be super cool. I think that's something that should be done um as the sport evolves but the rose bowl is a special venue and i'm so happy that i finally got to experience my team playing in the rose bowl yeah the rose bowl is where it's at i think the main reason people don't that they would never do that is because it's outside it's in the elements and they they try to do the controlled environments and everything but no give us real football you never know what the weather is going to be i think that would be better so cole we're going to get to it oh you kind of brought it up with, and we're going to get to this more in our next episode where we actually preview this game. But special teams are going to be a huge deal in this game that we got coming up on Monday night between Washington and Michigan. And I know Tip, this is a team in Michigan that had Jake Moody last year. And I forgot what something is it Brad Robbins? Or I know he's the Bengals punter. Yeah, yeah. Brad Robbins. And those two were outstanding. And you could always lean on them. And so that'll be something interesting. Not that it's the difference maker, but. We saw in that game yesterday it could have been the difference maker, so that's one that we'll have to talk about on our next episode. But Texas-Washington. So this game I thought would be high scoring. It hit the over. Um, I thought Texas would look a lot better than they did. But you know what? I'm just going to say it right now, and hopefully when you get back to Arizona, uh, hopefully Wilson tunes in and listens to this podcast. If he doesn't, I will personally – uh, apologize to him when I see him in a few weeks when I come visit you. Washington is just a consistent underdog and just hated and just it makes no sense to me. Like obviously I keep betting against them except for the Pac-12 championship. I did pick them in though I put the spread and everything won a lot on that but they are just they have the I, I was telling my friends this today at work I think Penix should be the number one pick in the draft. I watch him throw the football in these games. He's throwing 55, 60-yard dots. Like, there is one place for the football to go, and Penix puts it there. Now, yes, he has Roma Dunze. He has uh, Jalen McMillan. He has all of these guys. But you think about it, it's <laughs> you still got to put the ball there. Like, it's... It's unbelievable how talented he is at throwing the football. And it's something I didn't exactly understand as much. But the Joe Moore winning offensive line of Washington, and this is something Michigan has won a lot, and that's it's coincided with their success. He has all day to throw back there. Now, yesterday they did get some pressure to him, and we saw something we really hadn't seen, and it was Penix legs and that's something in indiana he had a lot of like he ran a lot more at indiana than he did at washington but if you're him why run if you don't have to like if you can just sit back there and sling it 40 yards down the field why would you run and so that's something i'm really interested for when they play michigan because michigan is going to bring the most pressure that they've done all year in terms of what washington's faced and it's going to be a battle of two great units and that's something we'll save next time but this is these these two programs uh, are. It was just a fun game. It was cool to see both of them 
these are fan bases that are Washington's very underrated in terms of a fan base. Um, Texas is obviously the national brand of Texas. Like that was a home game for Texas, but it didn't matter. Washington came out there and they, I wouldn't say they dominated the game. Um, now in the fourth quarter, it should not have been how close it was. Like you're going to look at the score. Texas loses by six. Oh, it was a close game. It really wasn't in terms of like, I feel like if you're a Washington fan, you thought you had that one for most of that second half, especially with the dominant 10 to nothing third quarter. I know it only says 10 to nothing, but that was dominant from Washington in the third quarter. Um, And this is a game where Texas was 12 yards away with two plays for the win. And it was just kind of unfortunate that Dylan Johnson got hurt. You get penalized for him getting hurt. Um, that's one of the keys to this next game against Michigan. Dylan Johnson, I, he did not look good, um, and that's something they need because he's a he's a he's just a very versatile, hard runner. He didn't run that well. I mean, he ran for over it was like two point two a carry, so that's nothing. But he gives an element of running the football. So kudos to Washington. I mean, they got to get his name right. Jabbar Muhammad. This guy is making himself some money. The last. I'd say two months of the season because every time I watch Washington, he is one of the best defensive backs I've seen in college football this year. And he really shut down Xavier Worthy. Uh, Xavier Worthy is a very talented wide receiver, and he had only two catches for 45 yards. Anytime you can take that type of a player out of the game, I got to give you props. And it was an awesome game. It was worth staying up till 1 o'clock for. And after watching that game, I am confident to say that we have the two best college football teams from top to bottom. And obviously, they're the two teams that have not lost a game. So what were your thoughts on that game last night, Cole? Uh, first, uh, shout out Wilson was very important, but there's one who I think maybe deserves it more. Uh, his name is Will. He is Wilson's friend. Um, he was at the game last night. He listens to every episode. Uh, and he actually texted me. He said, when are you recording the pod? He's always looking for you, Jeff. He, he, he's been he's also been one talking to me about all the doubt you give. So uh, I'm sure he'll be one of our first listeners, right, to feast on your apology. So um, shout out him as well. Um, yeah, it was – this is back-to-back games now that I think Kalen DeBoer and Washington have come out with and executed early a perfect game plan where they just come out and they, 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 they go out there like – no, we actually are the one that's supposed to be favored. Like you can, you see it. This is just like Oregon. I feel like I saw it um, with in the first quarter to second quarter in the first half. It was like, oh, wrong team's favored. You you saw that quickly with how they game planned, how they drew everything up, the way they started. At Washington, just proved and flipped that spread instantly. Nope, wrong team's favored. The way they came out and just executed, executed, executed. Now they came away with a, with two. Um, two or three field goals that they would have loved to have be touchdowns in that second half to make the game a little closer. And it, it was a shame. Um, it would have been really sad if Texas had won that game uh, just based off of a, of a sad injury. Like, just it just sucked that, that uh, um, he, Dylan Johnson had to get hurt like that as he was, um, you know, to stop the clock and give him 40 seconds rather than it would have been probably around 10 seconds for Texas. Um, so that would have been just, just, just a sad thing. It just it, it would have been. It is what it is. But that would have sucked. Um, it shouldn't have been that close, but you know what? Kudos to Texas to continue to, we're just going to fight, 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 whatever we get, we're going to, we're going to take. And, um, it, it was, you're, you're sitting here watching the game. Um, 
and it's it's 1 a.m. and you're just on your feet like holy crap is this the Texas really do this are they really coming back right now I'm texting Will and Wilson Will's at the game we're like all right like good win see you in the national championship this was this was when Washington recovered the onside kick and they're like yep good win I can't can't believe we made it can't believe we did this and and they both are texting me like uh oh no way what is happening right now? I can't even imagine how it would felt for, for Will being at the game there, but it was absolutely just like, I was, I did not want that to happen. Um, just cause one, I've been, I've been uh, a Husky, uh, a lot of the year, a secondary Husky, just rooming with a Husky, just watching and watching all their games. And I, 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 I want to see Washington. I want to see them succeed, but I don't want them to succeed anymore. I, I want them to win 14 games. I don't want them to win 15. Um, but it, it, it was, they're, they're a fun team. They're, they're another team that's so likable. Penix is so likable. Kalen DeBoer is so likable. I mean, kudos to Texas. This is an amazing year for them. They are, um, they, they made that next step. They made that next step that they had to do under Sark. It was, um, last year they kind of, they showed flashes, but they still needed another year. And they took that another next step, which we both thought they would this year. We both had them in the playoff. We both had them winning the big 12. Um, and they took that next step this year and they're only the way they're recruiting. They should only get better. Um, you still have arch there. Uh, Ewers will most likely be back. Uh, he, he's leaning that way, but we'll see what happens, but great job by Texas. But Washington, the whole game looked like they were in full control. They were making the plays on both sides of the ball until the end. Um, and, and it's, I see, I'm like, oh, Michigan's four and a half point Ferris open the game. And I'm like, let's go. That's a good sign. But then it's also like, you know what? Oregon was nine and a half point favorites. Texas was four and a half point favorites. It didn't move to three and a half by the start of the game. But, you know, the spreads mean nothing uh, when it comes to Washington. They've proven it. If anything, I, I kind of wish Washington was like favored or something because uh, they always win when they're not favored. Um, but it's just just a battle. I mean, you, you saw Penix in person. I saw Penix in person against Oregon. It is an unreal thing to watch him throw the ball and that Penix to Odunze connection, I would say is the most beautiful sight in college football this year. I think it is the most artistic, just romanticized thing that I've watched this year is just that connection from Penix to Odunze. And that's something that I'm going to have to learn how to not admire on Monday. Um, but it is, it is a special thing. And, and that defense has gotten better. I will say, um, they'd still gave up 6.4 yards per carry. And that's where a lot of the points for Texas came up. Um, and it's, it's going to be, I think this is where Texas and Washington was a battle of um, the best parts of Washington were playing against the worst parts of Texas and the best parts of Texas were going against the worst parts of Washington. I think that is going to be a little different. Um, we don't want to get in the preview yet, but for, well, it's going to be good on good and bad on not so good. on not so good for, for Michigan, Washington, but it's going to be, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, Washington is, is such a fun team. I like them a lot. Um, but now I have to not like them, but you know what? Two undefeated, the only two undefeated teams left one versus two, um, two future big 10 team. Well, one big 10 team and one future big 10 team. I'm pretty sure we put uh, Michigan plays Washington next year. And then it's, it was a great game. Um, and it's sad for the people who went to bed that maybe didn't get all the eyes that this game should have had. Um, it was another great game. And, and look, I'm not going to say the committee made the right decision because it's, it's too hard to tell. You can't make decisions based on what you think the best game is. You never know what would have happened if Florida state had all their guys. You really just don't. Um, you can assume, um, the one thing I will say is those are two amazing games and maybe two of the best games. I know last year was close. had amazing semifinals as well. 
Um, that's back-to-back years with two amazing semifinal games. So just congratulations, football and football fans, for getting to watch those two amazing games yesterday. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that we're going to see now going forward because with the 12-team playoff, you're going to keep whittling down to the best teams. And I just think parity in college football is at an all-time high. I think it's one of those things where you look at this two teams, Washington and Michigan. Two teams that have not won a national championship in a very long time. I don't know when the last time it was between either of those teams uh, even playing for a national championship, let alone winning it. And it's cool because it is it is good to see it switched up because you get, I mean, I know I was sick of uh, seeing Georgia and Alabama winning it every year um, just based on in the CFP era. Obviously, you had some one-offs like you had Ohio State, you had LSU, Clemson, but Pretty much it was predominantly Alabama and Georgia. So it's nice to see some different teams. Now, obviously, I don't want Michigan to win that, but it is they're deserving of it if it does happen. Um, but, yeah, Washington just they, – they do stuff that they're, they're going to have a – they're going to be interesting even next year because Will Rogers comes in there who is uh, about as gunslinger of a quarterback as you can possibly get. He comes from the Mike Leach system. Guy airs it out. And they're going to lose some guys, but ultimately they're they're the type of system with Kalen DeBoer. If he has a quarterback, he can he can do a lot of things. And I'm not giving Will Rogers the Michael Penix love, but he's a good one. Texas though, don't if you're a Texas fan, obviously you got there, you lost. Um, don't be too discouraged because I think you're a year ahead of. I, I think you look at them next year. Ewers is probably back based on what a lot of people have said you have a very good run cj baxter's a true freshman and he uh is elite like he he's one of the ones that you are glad you get for another two full years he is that good um receivers that's going to be some question marks they have a lot of guys that are have eligibility left you just wonder if they're going to come back like xavier worthy uh ad mitchell jatavian sanders all these guys have extra eligibility and you wonder if they're like, let's run it back. Let's get this taken care of. And that defense did make improvements. So as a, I'll just say it for all the Texas fans that are listening. Don't be too discouraged. Obviously, you got there. You lost. It's the same thing I would say with Alabama. Alabama was a young team. Uh, and you, you, you got the opportunity to play in it. Look at Michigan. They got the opportunity last year to play when maybe they were, I still think Michigan last year was really good. But the inexperienced part of like JJ being the guy and obviously you didn't have quorum. Well, they obviously revamped that team, brought in some key portal guys and they got it. They did what they, their goal was obviously their goal is to win the national championship, but don't be too discouraged Texas and Bama fans because you guys do have a lot of young players and you recruit at, I mean the highest level Alabama and Texas. So but we got the two best teams, and that's something I'm very happy for, Cole. Yeah, I mean, both – this could have so easily been Texas-Bama in the national championship. That's how close the margins were in those games yesterday. I mean, Alabama – or Texas completes the pass with 12 seconds left or 10 seconds left on the 12-yard line. Like, then that is – like, there you go. Texas in the national championship, not Washington. I mean, Al- Michigan maybe – fumbles or Alabama scores in that fourth and that fourth down play. And there you go. Alabama is a national championship. Like, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's so it, the, the margins were so small. Um, 
they were really close games and both it could have very easily been Bama Texas. So you don't if you're them, you can't be too discouraged because at the end of the day you were one big big play or maybe a mistake or something. One you were one, for sure one thing away, one change of the game away from being in a national championship game. So yeah, you can't be too discouraged. Um, and and the other thing you were saying about how we're getting two different teams in the national championship. It's it's if you just think Michigan Washington. It is kind of weird because we've been so used to seeing all those other schools in this national championship in this position. Um, but it's not like TCU really last year where you're like you could tell like, oh, it's not the best teams in the national championship. Like last year, you definitely knew that wasn't the case. I do think you with the way this year's played out, you're not sacrificing, even though they're different brands, you're not sacrificing the level of team that's getting there. I do think these were the two best teams in college football this year. Um, at the very least, is there's – not going to be a better argument against that. Um, but I, I do think that you, you're not getting too like, you're not getting a TCU. You're not getting a team that's like, Oh, they're kind of good, but I'm still not sure. Like I think both teams have proved to everyone that they are the best in the country. And so it is fun to get not only two new brands in this game, but also they're not one of the worst. They're not a, a lucky team either. They're, they're two new brands that are supposed to be there that are meant to be there based on their play this year. Um, and that that's very good for the sport. Um, you are, I think you're going to get a great game. Um, and it's, it is, it, it, I think this also, this, the Washington, Texas game, the, the quarterback play was unreal. Uh, Penix, I think throws the best ball in college football, but Quinn Ewers, and it, it's, it's, he throws a different kind of ball than Penix, but it's almost, almost equally as beautiful. The way, the way he just floats that ball and drops it in a bucket is is really a beautiful thing and his, his deep balls are, are amazing and that fade route he threw uh to, to get them to um i don't remember exactly it, it was to, their, the last touchdown they scored um that fade route was that was a very i've never seen a a, a, be- a more beautiful fade fade throw like it was it was a, it was a heck of a throw um and a great catch so texas alabama lots to be excited for next year um i'm happy michigan got to slay the beast and, and helped me out a little bit uh, as I kept saying Alabama was dead all year and it is fitting that uh, Michigan had to be the ones to to put them to bed fi- once one final time they stayed awake a little longer than I wanted them to but it was very fitting for and, and, and lucky for me that Michigan got to be the team to tuck them in and, and, and give them a little kiss good night um, I wish it was it was a little bit more of a blob but you know can't complain a win's a win um, but yeah I mean it was it was I mean it was it was a great game. I don't I don't fault Melrose much, um, just with all the bad snaps and everything. But it was just a great day, great semifinals, um, and yeah, I mean that, that's really all I got to say about those those two games. There was there was a lot of other not so great football on <laughs> as far as the bowl games, but um, one thing I have to say, as long as I'm 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 running around, you know, telling everyone how great I am. Um, I, I mean, th- there's a reason you guys listen. I'm the podcast host and you guys are the listeners. I'm sorry, but there's a reason. I am I am having a month to remember right now. I mean, I am in first in the Bull Mania group. I am I am there. I am in the top 0.9% in the country. Um, I am just, I'm just getting games right. I'm just knowing ball. Sorry, guys. I mean, I wanted to give one of you guys the $43, but I mean, they still got one game left, but I'm just saying I'm right there. I'm in first. Um you guys have to come at the king. Maybe maybe Jeff and I shouldn't participate next time. I mean Jeff maybe still can, but because I mean I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to take that money from you guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll be generous with my winnings. Uh, do some sort of giveaway. But 
I, I mean, like I said, I'm going to take my victory lap. I'm just my victory lap of knowing ball. I went five and six on the picks for the, for the New Year's six games. Um, a few of them I was pretty close in as far as like Washington. I did 34, 31. It was 37, 31, uh, Ohio state, Missouri. I, I predicted that game pretty well. I mean, Look, I'm 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 just on a, I'm on a run right now, and you guys just gotta let me enjoy this run I'm on. I'm gonna be a little boastful, and you're just gonna have to bear with me. I mean, that's that's the fun of being a sports fan is when you're winning, uh, you get to kind of pump your chest a little bit. So, that's that's my little victory lap, and thank you for listening. Hey, that's a perfect way to uh, end our uh, college football playoff reaction from the semifinals games. We will be back later this week and all we're talking about, we got one goal on our mind and that is going to be college football national championship preview episode. Probably won't be a crazy long episode, but it is going to have all the keys you can imagine. Gambling advice, uh, what to look for, every single thing you could possibly want in a championship preview. And we will see you on that episode later this week.